0: You're listening to The Sanditon Chronicles, where we talk all things Sanditon and Sanditon adjacent. Come along with us as we dissect all of your favorite characters, scenes, and dialogue. We have so much to tell you. Hey guys, welcome back to The Sanditon Chronicles. I'm Maureen. I'm Janice. And we are back with another Pride and Prejudice episode, which is my favorite subject of all time, maybe. I I mean, I do love Sanditon very much, but Pride and Prejudice, it's been my love since I was in like 7th grade, so... We are discussing the 1995 version today and realized this week that there's, I don't know how all these years I thought it was only five hours and five episodes. There's six episodes, six hours of this show. Sorry about that. If you guys were expecting to get it done in five hours and you trusted me implicitly. The
1: 1980 version is is only five episodes.
0: Is it? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. No, I can't because I don't think I've ever seen the 1980
1: version. Oh, well, it's available. I think mm. it's on BritBox.
0: And this one, I actually didn't watch until I was in college. I was like in my 20s when I saw this one for the first time. And I don't know how I missed it all these years. Because I do. Now, the 2005 version is my favorite. But I love this version. It's just 2005 I like better.
1: Yeah. It's much tighter. It's... But where are we doing the comparison now? No,
0: no, no. <laughs> okay. I just want to because I I always feel like if I say that I love something or I prefer something, they're going to think, oh, you don't like the other one then. But that's not true. I love this version.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I and and in watching this one, I and of course they right away talk about Andrew Davies being mm-hmm. the um, behind writer. Yeah, the scriptwriter. He also did a, a series on. Um, sense and sensibility, which I hadn't realized. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not my favorite one, but I can't, I don't know. I haven't watched his version, so I'm going to have to watch his version. But it was, this was, it's just amazing to me uh, that he did that one. I forget what year oh, I'd have to look it up, but it was probably 10 years before he did this one.
0: Oh, so really? been, yeah. 85.
1: 1985 ish. Don't, don't quote me on that, but yeah so interesting huh
0: i'm looking that up (laughs) (laughs) he's he's done a lot of jane austen stuff that's why i was it didn't surprise me at all when i saw that he was involved in sanditon because my first thought was who else would you get to write sanditon other than the one who's consistently written jane austen pieces
1: and then had a claim for them um and also i think he what's that
0: what do you mean he had a claim for them
1: he had gotten awards for his...
0: Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Been, had a claim. Mm-hmm. You know, received a claim, whatever the yeah. right term is. And um, of course,
0: he also did Bridget Jones's Diary, which Colin Firth started in as Will Darcy.
1: But that was later, right?
0: It was, but he still used Colin Firth as Darcy in Bridget Jones's right, Diary.
1: Right, Yeah, I don't know if he did the casting, but I'm yeah, sure he, he has some script, influence yeah. over it. Yeah, he he certainly looks... Um, much younger <laughs> but it's funny to me there's only 10 years between this version and the 2005 version because this one feels much older
0: it does now he's Andrew Davies is credited as writing the Sense and Sensibility miniseries from
1: 2008 oh you're right I I have that backwards He did sense and sensibility later. Ten years
0: later than right, right, and
1: and the other version, the one that I've seen and like, is from ninety seven six, something like that. Anyway, nineteen
0: ninety five is the movie version. Because all all we were looking that up on the, I think we were looking that up on the live the other day, and we found that all the best versions that we all like, except for you know, I like the two thousand five Pride and Prejudice are all 1995. Like there's like seven different, I'm exaggerating, but there's a lot of Jane Austen adaptations that came out in 1995.
1: Which is funny to think about. That.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Why was it so popular then? You know? <laughs> and it's I think with, on waves.
0: with this one, I, I, I always feel kind of bad because like when I'm talking about the 2005 version, I get like, oh, it's all about the passion. They're better at the passion, blah, blah, blah. And I forget when I turn this on that it sounds like I'm saying that they aren't really exhibiting emotion, but Jennifer L I think she's a, a great Elizabeth Bennet I really do but I think it's the way when you're adapting from book to screen there's a way that they deliver the lines in the 1995 version that's just a little more stiff they, it's their their facial expressions don't don't always line up with the tone of their voice and I think that, I mean, that was one of my things that I had an issue with in this one
1: Right right yeah it's so it's pretty hard to talk about this and not do a comparison no. to the other one,
0: we did it with the other one we can do it i have faith in okay it.
1: well let's get started not comparing it
0: <laughs> well no i was just saying that that's that's one of the things i noticed about this one is that when i say that this one lacks passion that's all i mean it's not that because in the opening scene in the first episode jennifer l does a great job depicting emotion and i sometimes forget that because it's it it doesn't compute in my head all the time because the facial expressions don't line up with the tone of voice all the time.
1: Right. Uh, it's much more reserved. It's mm-hmm. probably much more English.
0: Yes, that's uh, what I kept thinking traditional
1: too. Traditional English, you know, much more, um, I have my emotions under control. Mm-hmm. At least that's the the um, stereotype. How true it is, I really don't know.
0: And this version is like we talked about, like it, it's six hours. You could basically read the book to this version. It's Pretty very, much. it's very detailed to the book. It sticks right to the script that Jane Austen wrote. Essentially, obviously there's some things that they've altered to bring it to screen. There's some things that they've removed to bring it to screen, but overall through and through, it's basically the book on right. screen, yeah. which I there's no way I can not love something that is that because the book is what I fell in love with first. I just, in my head, when I'm reading the book and I'm reading these lines that Elizabeth is delivering or Darcy is delivering, there's more yelling, there's more passion, there's more, and I, I, I'm not in English society. And I know that that's the tendency is to be more reserved. You watch any English from, especially from that time in the nineties, any English sitcom other than ABFAB was very reserved. Uh I don't know if you remember ABFAB, but that was one of my favorite shows when I was in high school
1: yeah i remember it yeah i didn't watch it a lot but you know it it, it was um loud yeah definitely yeah this is it's um it's definitely in that same vein uh and that's the approach and i don't feel like you really get in my opinion much passion until the like the fifth the fifth um episode then i really think the most passion i saw in this was when um he uh well when she when they when he sorry when elizabeth went to uh pemberley you know though that set of scenes um i guess maybe it's episodes four and five but anyway even i don't think episode six was all that passionate but you know it was it's definitely a you know more like keeping exactly to the book as opposed to interpreting it um the way uh you see with other films and books and you know it's definitely that
0: and they acted out james austen jane austen's descriptions that's true they did like she put those it's not all her book is not all dialogue obviously so they put those things in there but the problem with doing it exactly as it's written is that it comes off stiff in some parts and there are some parts that it wasn't like that like the the second time darcy and bingley come over to the bennett's house in the end in episode six and they're walking i do appreciate that they had that speech in there because it's more her saying, cause she actually says the words, my feelings are so opposite to what they were then. And I think we need to hear that. I think that we need that aspect, but I like how they did that scene because she's almost shy about saying it because right. she's ashamed. So they do. And she even says what Jane Austen wrote of, you know, I'm ashamed of what I said back then. I can't think of it without shame. So there is that, but she actually, that's the one point that they, I think they do well when there's, when there is, any sort of shame or I don't, I don't know what that says about English culture, but they're really good at acting and depicting all those parts where they're just, they feel shame of what they've done or said. And even Darcy Colin Firth, he has a little bit of a smirk on his face while he's saying some of these things. And I appreciated seeing that because I don't think, I think that's the first time that we see that in him throughout the movie. Every time he's talking to Elizabeth Bennett, we're supposed to see him softened and vulnerable. At least that's how I always read the book but when he comes across her in pemberley he's still very rigid in his speech and i i want to oh. see a loosening of that
1: right right and at first the the first few episodes he just stares at her and it's creepy <laughs> the way they depict it i mean it's not like i'm mesmerized by you it's just pretty darn creepy yep
0: <laughs> it says i have plans for you but not in a good way
1: <laughs> well and it and it's you know And she challenges him even on it. And it's still creepy.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Just the way they depicted that. And and I don't remember it being that way in the book, but
0: she just, Jane Austen just mentions in the book that he watches her and it's Charlotte who points it out that he watches you wherever you go.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. But I don't know uh, that. I mean, I think they had too much time. So they showed too much of him staring. her.
0: Yes. They did. And the the other thing they did, though, that I appreciated was when she gets his letter and he's saying all the he's laying down all the reasons why he pulled Charles Bingley away. They flash back to the scenes he's referencing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: I think because I had a friend of mine in college who we all watched this together and it was my friend who had seen this several times. Me who hadn't seen it before, but had read Pride and Prejudice, saw the other Pride and Prejudice. And then a friend who didn't know anything about this world and she kept asking questions and when we watched the 2005 version we were trying to like bring her memory back there and she she's like i don't i don't get where they showed that but then in this version they they went back to the show scene you what in the they already showed you yeah they they went back to the scene in the ballroom when the dad interrupted mary and this mary she is way less likable like i feel like the mary in the oh, book yeah. is not so Like, she's proud of her religiosity. She's proud of her piousness, but she's not mean. And I feel like this Mary is kind of mean.
1: Especially with what happened to her sister.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: She, she voices that. And the other character that I really didn't like, I mean, the other thing that happened when you see six episodes of Mrs. Bennett, (laughs) it's like way too much. Yes. You know, she is, I, I, I mean, I, I don't remember hating her quite so much before, but really, really dislike her in this version.
0: And she, and that's like, when I actually saw that woman and in some, I don't remember what else I saw her in, but her voice wasn't that shrill. I was like, oh, look at that. I can watch you on screen now. That is hard <laughs> to watch you with
1: that other one. I know. I kept turning the volume down when she was doing her little tirades. so shrill. And
0: yeah, I, I, I like to believe, and maybe this is just my own supposition, but I like to believe that Mr. Bennett wouldn't marry someone that's that wholly awful. This Mrs. Bennett is awful. She's supposed, I envision her as silly, as nonsensical, as only focused on getting her kids married. But she's also like mean to her other girls. And I don't remember, maybe I need to read it again, but I don't remember her being mean to her other daughters. I remember her having favorites, but.
1: Right. I yeah, she she's beyond silly and you don't get a I mean, you know, I don't I don't think the depiction is that they really love each other at all. How they have five children. And, um, you know, so you just wonder what happened from the speech he gives about, you know, how he regrets not saving money for his daughters and, you know, basically having um, money for them when they were ready to get married, that he always thought he'd have a son that would inherit. Mm -hmm. And you just wonder if after five girls, uh, whatever love there was at the beginning was a little lost.
0: Well, he does say to Elizabeth in that speech, I would, because she says, do you have... Any other objection other than you think I don't want him. And he said, well, no, we don't want to be unpleasant, whatever. But I would hate for you to grow to resent the person you have to spend your life with. So that's and that is a line from the book. So I, I just feel like the way it's depicted in the show, it's like there was never any love there. Like, I can't imagine there ever being any sort of love there at all. And in the beginning, like he's kind of silly, like he pokes fun at her and he likes to make fun of her. So I don't I don't know maybe maybe it's not like that the whole thing I think when you get six episodes of Mrs Bennett you start yeah. to dislike her so much that you can't imagine anybody else ever liking her so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's such an extreme version, you know. But I did like that version of Lydia though.
0: Yes, I think, I think she plays her role for and Kitty too plays it. For, I mean, not to say that they don't all act out the parts well. They do. They acted it out as it was written for them. But I think that Mary and Kitty are, or not Mary, uh, Lydia and Kitty are versions of them that I can get behind.
1: Mm -hmm. Although, you know, but I don't like um, the way Wickham, like he has no shame at all. Mm -mm. And uh, that's not how I thought of him. I mean, you know, at least he, 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 I mean, he's still so upbeat as opposed to taking something seriously. You know, even when he's talking to Elizabeth in the garden, and she tells, basically, without saying it, I tells know. him that she knows all about him. That's his only moment of pause. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, when they're when you know the fact that he's there with with this ill-gotten wife, um, he just plays along. It's all cheery, cheery. Yeah. And
0: so that's pretty true to the book, though, of how they write, of how Gene Austin writes Wickham with no shame, with no, he was a complete derelict. There's nothing redeeming or good about his character.
1: Well, and also, I mean, even if he is that way, to to still act like he loves his wife, who oh, he's yeah, that's taken advantage of. That's the part that I, you know, I mean, mostly, you know, this is going to be a marriage like mm-hmm. for mothers where. Um worse. Yeah. I mean, I won't be tolerating, you know, anyway.
0: And you see that when they're in London and she keeps asking him to go out, and he's just like irritated with her and everything she does. There's that scene where she's like, I can't believe who's outside. And he gets mad and he snaps, Just tell me who's outside. But then yeah. you also see at the end when they're doing the montage through the wedding, she's on the bed looking at him, smiling, and he's just kind of like rolling his eyes and looking away from her. So it's Everything that Wickham, and I did appreciate that they wrote it that way, is everything Wickham does is for someone else's viewmanship so that oh, yeah. he can play some sort of game or get some sort of advantage. And so I think they they did that part justice to his character for sure. Yeah. But it was disgusting to watch him talk with Elizabeth in the garden knowing what happened.
1: Right. Yeah. Even
0: even when they're walking and they're she keeps talking about, oh, is it my husband an expert horseman? And then she says to her sisters, I should have brought all my sisters to Brighton and I could have gotten you all husbands. Elizabeth Bennett says, thank you for my favor, but I don't really like your way of getting husbands.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and the scene where, um, I thought was very effective, but the scene in when, when Georgiana's playing the piano, Oh and yeah, Elizabeth is, a, is with her, and um, Darcy is sitting there, you know, and uh, hit Bingley's sister one sisters one of Bingley's sisters is just downright mean and about Lydia, but it it I mean or so when he's she's speaking a Wickham I should say, um. And of course, you see the look on Georgiana's face. I really like that actress that played Georgiana, mm-hmm. um, and you can just see the pain. And it's one of the reasons I think. Well, the the look exchange between uh, Darcy and Elizabeth is yeah. um, really good, and part of it's because she it, interrupts that conversation and gets up and and is helping georgiana mm-hmm. and trying to get off that subject you know and she could easily have reacted yeah in a different way and so and then yeah it's that those sisters of bingley's especially the one the single sister caroline yeah Now, um and that was i think they cut her out in the 2005 version
0: mm-hmm. nope Can't, they, they cut, cut out her, her other sister the married ones, oh, this, one. the married the sister. Part.
1: Yeah, I knew that. They kept Caroline, but mm-hmm. it was Louisa. Yeah.
0: I don't uh, even remember her husband's name, but that's that's a pretty good depiction of how they were written in the book.
1: Mm-hmm. Mr. I Hurst bet.
0: and her. And I do I liked this version of um Caroline. I think that again, very true to the books, but she has that moment where. You can see she's not wholly bad. She's only bad when it, she sees a threat to her relationship with Darcy, and that's what she—that's why she really hates Elizabeth Bennet because, and all the Bennets, because she sees Jane as well. Darcy won't want to marry me if we're engaged to this family, and he won't want to be with me if he likes Elizabeth. So everything that she feels towards them is solely based on her relationship with Darcy. Because when it comes to Wickham, she does give Elizabeth that friendly warning, and that is from the books as well. So you can see that caroline is not wholly bad though she's still very awful yeah she has these moments where you're like okay i can see why charles keeps her around
1: i mean she undoubtedly knew what happened well maybe she didn't know what happened to georgiana
0: no she didn't because uh, darcy that was a shameful thing darcy never said it to anybody which
1: is, that's why he talks about it. it's his pride that kept him from sharing that mm-hmm. you know what he had to deal with with people and yeah
0: And I know that's how that was written by Jane Austen, but that's even a disservice because it's not his pride. It was his wanting to protect Georgiana from a loss of reputation. Right. That kept him from doing it. I mean, yeah, I'm sure his pride was in there, but more than anything, it was his sister that would be damaged, not Darcy.
1: Right. Yeah. But he also, he's a very private person and didn't want to share,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, what had happened or what. So it's, it's like the, it reminds me of somebody who won't, you know, they get raped and they don't stand up about it and accuse and uh, go after their accuser report it. And then, so that person's free to do the same thing to other people. Mm-hmm. You exactly. know? It's, I mean, I understand how awful it is and, but that's one of the consequences is mm-hmm. they, they're around to victimize other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other, both sides of those are true because I think you could see this in Georgiana too, that it was almost like she, you know, you had those sexual assaults where people like, well, it's my fault because I did this. So I had to take the blame for this happening to me. And I think that's kind of how Georgiana was with it too. Like Darcy had the, he should have mentioned, he he didn't have to say his sister, but he should have said something to somebody of, do not let him in your town. This is the kind of man he is. Right. But I think Georgiana also kind of felt like well, I did this. This is my fault just as much as it is his, his fault. And so I'm just as much to blame. But I mean, naive 15-year-old girl who was sheltered her entire life versus a worldly guy who had no scruples about anything.
1: And was and had a relationship with her family.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And I do like there's one thing that um no, that sounds bad. There's not one thing, but another thing that I liked is when um Darcy is writing the letter, he's saying the story of Wickham. And they're, uh-huh. showing, they're showing it. I like that in that hallway, we see George connect with Georgiana because I think that says something that's not said in the books, but is ex- what we're expected to believe. And this showed it where I think Wickham probably knew at some point, I'm going to run out of this money and I'm going to need to come crawling back to the Darcy's in some way, shape or form. So he always, he's always so conniving to keep his options open. So when he sees Georgiana and he gives her that smile and that kiss on the hand, he's reminding her, Hey, remember me? I'm your good pal. And so he could get in there and that's not that scene. I don't think is written in the books, but I think it was necessary to be seen on the screen. And I think that was a really smart thing to put that in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, inter- you know, it's, it's interesting too, that how many characters, um, in giant Jane Austen's books have the same names. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's she liked those names.
0: She did a lot.
1: Charlotte, Georgiana, um, Elizabeth. I'm sure there were other Elizabeths. Jane
0: was in a couple of them too.
1: Jane, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they were her friends and relatives, but you know, the names that she, she never used.
0: used Cassandra. Yeah. And that was her favorite sister. So I don't know.
1: Mm, well, I know.
0: I I like the version that we get of. Colonel Fitzwilliam too. This is the version of Colonel Fitzwilliam that I expect to see on screen because he's jovial. He's personable. He's interested. He smiles a lot. He laughs a lot. He engages Elizabeth. And that's the kind of Colonel Fitzwilliam that I that I read. So right. I was, I like seeing that Colonel Fitzwilliam on the screen.
1: Right. Yeah. There were some wonderful acting jobs in this.
0: Absolutely. I think they all did a great job.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I can't abide mrs bennett but you know maybe yeah. it was a good job of betraying her but it was over the top if you ask me and it was it was not it, it was pretty much the same same volume whether she was um happy or sad mm-hmm. yep you no know, she was hysterical whether she was happy or sad about it and how quickly she turned mm-hmm. on you know from being upset about her daughter to being oh we have to have the wedding here and You know, that it's I'm sure that, that was depicting some people who were really that way, but it was over the top. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing subtle about that characterization.
0: No. And I think they were trying to get her. Really to depict why Darcy was so put off by her on screen is what I have to imagine they were doing, but they could have done that in a different way because you don't want Mrs. Bennett to be wholly unlikable because. Elizabeth, part of the reason she gets upset when Darcy says these things about her mother, her father, her three younger sisters, is because she loves her family. Right. Yeah, she gets irritated with them, but she loves them. They're, this Mrs. Bennett, it, it, it's hard to love her. And I imagine that Elizabeth would have no problem cutting her off just yeah. because of how she is and how Elizabeth is. But we don't we didn't I was just going to compare it, <laughs> and I think, too. <laughs> I think if we were given a Mrs. Bennett that was equal parts silly and loving, equal parts irrational and sometimes lucid, I think it would be a better match to who Jane Austen writes about or who Jane Austen had in her head,
1: right. Yeah, yeah. And the i I really disliked more than ever ever before the um lady catherine
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know the she when she goes to visit elizabeth that woman and and also the way she acts towards everybody in her circle in her house Mm -hmm. you know like everybody has to agree with every little thing she says there's no dissent no you know don't Everybody has to do everything she wants. Yeah. So it does really throw her off when Elizabeth won't go along with this.
0: (laughs) Even when Elizabeth wouldn't take the carriage that she was offering. Yeah. And she even said, I'm really put out. By her not taking your carriage, you're put out? Yeah. Because I don't think that makes any logical sense.
1: Yeah, well, obviously she's not a logical person. No.
0: And even when she does appear at the Bennet's house, the way she speaks to Mrs. Bennet, she doesn't know Mrs. Bennet. The, she, it's astounding to me how rude she is to her in the books. I think it's a little bit, a little bit more, um, that's the word I'm looking for. Not kind. It's not, none of it's kind, but I feel like it's more like what would be what, an expected interaction would be with someone you don't know. I feel like I could be wrong. It's been about a year since I read it, maybe two years, but I feel like it, there should have been more pretense of this is what the, this is how society acts. So I'm going to act how society acts still gonna be rude but i'm gonna give due deference where i have to give due deference and she doesn't do that
1: you can see the parallels between her and lady denim
0: oh for sure absolutely
1: especially lady Denham in the first two seasons mm-hmm. she does soften some in the third season but
0: but i think lady down is more likable than this lady catherine
1: oh yeah she's more uh i'm gonna put on blustery but i'm not always that way yeah you know? underneath them a softy yeah and the scene where um Wickham and Lydia are in the bedroom in the hotel room or the whatever how, the, inn, the inn in the room in the inn um it re- really did remind me of the way that Augusta and Edward, um, Edward were in the room I mean mm-hmm. he was sitting up writing and she was laying in the bed
0: i flash right back to that scene
1: yeah exactly i think we
0: talked about that when we were doing the recap of that episode
1: i don't know that i uh, i maybe i don't really remember i did that. i think you might have said that it was i just didn't think of it at the time but it's obvious to me now Mm-hmm. the way they depicted it here yeah so it's um I, i'm sure you can see even more when you watch this and i'm gonna have to go back and watch the um his version uh davy's version of sense and sensibility oh. so i bet there's some inspiration from it mm-hmm. in. and also i don't know if he did emma i don't know that
0: actually that was another one that came out in 1995 i think the good of paltrow version
1: uh-huh the, i didn't the, see the, emma
0: on his imdb credits
1: okay so he may have never done it
0: mm-hmm. which is but- I mean, make the round. If you're going to make the rounds, Andrew Davies, make the rounds.
1: <laughs> well, he's got to have somebody pay for it, right? That's true. He wrote Mister Suffrage. I didn't really that. You've seen that? It's a. They, oh, the series seen, was on PBS.
0: I've seen it. Uh, it's in my queue. On my. Um, oh, it's good, but I haven't seen it yet.
1: It's good. I didn't realize that he he wrote it. I have seen Little uh, Doric, and yeah. Uh, it was well have more challenge a lot at least the miniseries for sense and sensibility was only three episodes mm-hmm. so it didn't get stretched well, that's what out. he
0: wrote it might not be three sensible three episodes but he oh, wrote three
1: that's, that might be true he um,
0: did do emma the tv movie emma 1996
1: oh really and all in the same time period basically <laughs> yeah oh
0: well 95 was prime prejudice emma 96 and then sensibility Sense and Sensibility 2008,
1: right? But I mean, that's pretty yeah. close together, you know. And you is- did
0: Bridget Jones's Diary, which was essentially Pride and Prejudice in 2001. Uh-huh. So,
1: yeah, it is. I mean, it's very similar. I don't, it's- I haven't seen this version of Emma. I'm gonna have to watch it.
0: The 2008... 2000- oh, there are only three episodes. That Sense and Sensibility is on Brit Box, you said, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so,
0: because I think that's where I saw it, because yeah. I saw it somewhere. It had to be on Brit Box.
1: I don't know. I know for sure that they have this. The, not I don't know if they have the 2008, but I I would suspect they would.
0: Yeah, you know, they I think the so. Earlier
1: version. Boy, the I think the most, even though it's the same story, mm-hmm. all the different um, interpretations of Emma, the way they're you know the movies, yeah, the way they're interpreted are, um, it's amazing the different ones.
0: I love it, yeah. and I like even the modern takes on it. There's one of my favorite modern takes of Pride and Prejudice is called Bride in Prejudice. Oh yeah, I love Bollywood makes me happy. I don't even have a reason for it, but Bollywood makes me happy, and so that it's a Bollywood thing is like,
1: ah, yeah, yeah, I
0: love it. But clueless wow. is one of my favorite versions of Emma. So sure,
1: yeah, the and the the in this version of Emma that he did. Um, Kate Beckinsale is the lead for Emma, mm. and Mark Strong is Mr. Knightley, and they're both have done. They're really have so many big films now. Yeah.
0: So I've been saying I have a hot take on this Darcy. I do not yeah. like the pawn scene. I hate the pawn scene. I hate it. I think it's, it's dumb. It,
1: it's unnecessary. Yes. It's it's like Davies just wanted to do something radical. I guess.
0: He, and that's kind of his MO.
1: <laughs> well, that's yeah, we get that in in Sandigen too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, we don't it, have that same sort of nudity or scene in any other ones that he wasn't a part of writing, just the ones that he did write.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that one either. Oh. I, I it just like I I think I kind of like how
0: she's surprised to come upon him, but he didn't need to be dripping wet for that to happen. It could have right. just been, and I get that they kind of. I I did like sort of how he had to rush to get dressed and come out to see her properly. Right. I did like that, but I, I just I feel like it, it could have been done a different way. I just thought the pond scene was really unnecessary, and I know that he, the people who love the nineteen ninety five version, they love that scene, like they love that scene. If they're if this is their Mister Darcy, they love it, and I just I thought it was pointless.
1: It and does. It didn't do anything for me.
0: No. I don't. I don't need to see that. I need to see. Well, I need to see passion, and I need to see the words, and I need to see the. the, I don't know. I just. I just. I didn't. I didn't need it, and I didn't like it. And every time it comes on, I feel like (laughs) cringy.
1: Just. I don't want to watch this. It it is interesting some of the situations where they put some of this dialogue. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Instead, in, in so the fact that she meets Georgiana in the hotel in the inn mm-hmm. uh, you know that's in the book that way is it mm-hmm. that's how they depicted it i didn't remember that but the but it's uh, other depictions other versions of this having them meeting a different way mm-hmm. in a different setting you know yeah so yeah
0: yeah the reason that happened that because darcy wanted to get her away from the party he wanted to get her away from caroline bingley to just meet elizabeth but i feel like Charles because Charles Bingley came along with him I thought he was in the room the whole time with him from the book but again it's been a couple years since I read the book and my short term memory not so good so I could be wrong there but I'm fairly certain that's the way it was in the book and I do I love this Charles Bingley like I love him I don't yeah actually I don't think there's been a Charles Bingley on screen that I haven't liked
1: yeah no he's a very likable character and Mm -hmm. they've cast him as a likable character you know as uh as Jane says, he's just what a young man should be. Yes, and that <laughs> scene
0: when he comes to Pemberley or not Pemberley when he comes to Longbourn in episode five or six, uh, I think it's six. And he says, um, they ask how long he's going to stay, and he's like, "We hope for a few weeks. Very much hope for a few weeks. Very much hope for a few weeks." Like, yeah, wow. I might not say three times, but the way he's like excitedly looking at Jane, like almost manically excitedly looking at Jane, it makes me laugh every time I see it, and that's that is charles bingley like to a t that is charles bingley that's why they suit uh,
1: he he is a very likable character mm-hmm. you know it is that yes so
0: and i do think that i i again i don't have a lot of knowledge on this other than the shows i've seen or books i've read but i feel like this was more realistic in terms of stylizing in terms of how the bennett's live because i always kind of picture them as not flat broke but they aren't wealthy they have enough to keep servants they have enough to keep ladies maids they have enough to not have to work their land they have tenants so they may not be making a whole lot so i felt like i did like how this house was kept a little more i liked the flow of this house i like i liked it how wasn't, tr-
1: yes it wasn't such a farm
0: yeah exactly and i like how There is, I was noticing in episode six and I'm sure I noticed it beforehand, but I watched episode six today when the girls went out, they all had gloves on and bonnets and their little, what are those little tiny jackets called?
1: Well, I don't know, but I know what they're called,
0: but that was, from my understanding, that was the right way to go out with the opposite sex when you're out and about in town or going on a walk, whatever. That was the right way to attire yourself.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, you know the the it was the different ways it's been depicted but it's like that even in theater you know you mm-hmm. go to the theater and and i saw a version of um of shakespeare's uh comedy of errors that Ooh. was very different than um uh, most most the way they put it on i mean and it all the characters each character it was a stereotype of that character so they were dressed like the twin servants are dressed as um sort of clowns
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh
1: the mayor of the town was like a uh nazi uh mm-hmm. mayor you know official anyway it was it was it was it was very well done. I'm not describing it very well because it was very well done.
0: All I'm picturing are clowns and Nazis right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was just giving you the most extreme you know, <laughs> versions of it. It's, so it 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 was interesting to see the play that done that mm, way. That's one thing yeah. you see in theater even more. You see it in film. Yeah, but, but this just was artistic license, right? This was uh, obviously an attempt to. Make it um as close to the book, or at least this reading of the book, as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do not like the music, especially <laughs> the intro music, the theme music. I, I, I mean, I'm always fast forwarding through that, so I don't have to listen to it.
0: I like it the first time it comes on, like when I turn on episode one, the music's there. I'm like, oh, I'm happy this is on again, and then it plays at the end of that episode. And then immediately in, like, no, 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 no. But I can skip the intro on Prime. I can't. Oftentimes, to go to the next episode doesn't come up right away, so I have to sit there and listen through that music. Because if I fast forward at all, it's not going to give me the opportunity to skip to the next episode,
1: right? So it's. Right.
0: I think it's. I think maybe we would like it more if we just heard it in the beginning and at the end, total, not beginning end of every episode. But it was just the same piece over and over and over and over yeah. again.
1: I don't remember that in other um series the how much I dislike the music. The music uh, and the dances was fine, you mm-hmm. know. Um yeah. I didn't like that at all but the that just that intro music. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I do like how much of
0: their life was put on in this in the nineteen ninety five version because you did see them at several different dances. You did see them going to their aunt's house for cards. You did see them walking around in town. You saw all these aspects of their life. It wasn't just it wasn't just looped to Elizabeth and Darcy, which obviously is most people's favorite part. But I like seeing the rest of it because the rest right. of it makes them who they are.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this this Mister Collins, he is. He, he is not as likable as other Collins
1: he's a little over the top yes
0: he just hmm, he's very he's I, sniveling is how I would describe him
1: <laughs> I love the way Elizabeth dispatches him when he comes to gloat about what happened to Lydia he says he's there to con- condole them but that's not why he's there and no. she calls him basically oh well then you aren't going to want to be associated with us <laughs> You know, that's not how she puts it, but that's the bottom line.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And his, like, I also like his his house. I like that he's like, and these shelves I put up myself. Like, whoa, shelves, huh? Good job. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I do like Charlotte.
0: I love this Charlotte. Uh-huh. And I like... I this is, I think a lot of other versions, a lot of the other versions kind of miss this, but it I think it's necessary for Charlotte, as it happened in the books, to point out to Elizabeth how much Darcy looks at her. To point out to Elizabeth that he's paying her more attention than he pays anybody else. Because without that, the story doesn't really make a whole lot of sense.
1: Yeah. No, and no. This, Charlotte been... does that at every opportunity. And also how why she accepts um colin's hand Mm you know
0: yes i agree and i felt like that was inviting her over to the house after it was a nice i like that they kept that in there as it was oh yeah. and sir william lucas is a character who i really enjoy i mean he's silly he's goofy but i like him and he's such a genuine sweet man and that scene where um elizabeth bennett comes over or she's just walking past and he's like elizabeth come and dance with mr darcy She says. Please don't think that I came this way to beg for a dance partner. <laughs> but the way he just kept going on and on and he interrupted the dance to talk to them about the engagement that was soon to be happening between Charles and Jane. It's just he doesn't have any self-awareness, but he so badly wants to help everyone around him. Right. Even yeah. he even offers to take Caroline and Louisa to St. James's court <laughs> when he's there now. Right. Right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting how that happens how they depict that mm-hmm. yeah they anything made you like them that anything else that you really really liked or really disliked or
0: i mean there's not a lot that i can say that i i don't think i actively disliked anything other than the sound of mrs bennett's voice but yeah
1: i'm with you there
0: <laughs> but i think i i think that they're just in the pond scene those are the only things that i thought were like uh yeah i think what about you i think that's it for me
1: well, yeah, Mrs. Bennett was just over to- the top of me. I just thought the pawn scene was completely unnecessary. Yes, there's, I, I, there's characters that I liked and disliked more than others, but uh, other than the music, yeah, the music at the intro music, I really disliked it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think it wasn't that.
1: just that I kept hearing it; it was that I c- could have done with just something totally different.
0: Yes, agreed. And if, if you're gonna do. Well, I suppose they probably release it like they do Sanditon. Saniton has the same intro. But I guess for us yes, it's like we're listening to it back to back. Couldn't you change the music? But I guess they wasn't back to back when they put it out.
1: Right, right. Which is understandable. I mean I understand once they chose that music, why they stayed with it. I just don't like it.
0: Yeah. And I think they could shake it up a little bit from beginning to end. Like, does it need the same to open and close out the series? I don't. Know. of course we do that for this <laughs> podcast we have the same music for the opening and end of this of the podcast but it's traditional
1: yeah but just that's there are many things i like about this version mm-hmm. you know i like when they do actually show emotion yes and i like that it really gets into the details of the story yeah but uh, if anything i think they could have done it in four episodes instead yeah. of six Possibly. that was kind of over the top
0: which is funny because we're all like, if they would have just given us more episodes of, than six of Sanditon, we could have flushed this out. But not everything needs more. And I think because, like, I've gotten to places when I write before where I'm like, oh, I don't know that I can cut any of this out. This just seems so... And I think that had to have been where they were with the screenplay is, well, we can't cut this out because Jane wrote this, Austin wrote this, and this has to be, and then they have to... So I wonder if that's kind of where it was, is they just didn't feel like they could cut any of her pieces out of it. But... Well, they didn't (laughs) have to do as
1: much editing as as we know they had to do on Sanditon to get it, you know, down to a more reasonable time. But Mm -hmm. because, you know, they they I mean, I was thinking about it when they overdo the carriage scenes, if you ask me, because that's one thing that um, Justin Young said was that he wanted more carriage scenes in Sanditon, but it was so expensive that they didn't yeah, I heard in an interview about that, that he wanted to have more settings that were in the carriages. And, but they, but then it occurred to me that they were filming them from inside the carriages where in the 95 version, they didn't have cameras that small. Yeah. And so it's them getting in and out of carriages. They see, car- you see carriages coming and going, which is even more reason that they didn't need to use as much footage for Carriages, as they did if you ask me yeah yeah you know there' are a lot of the scenery and you know i just think a little bit goes a long way i think mm-hmm. they could have made it in fewer episodes
0: yeah there were a lot of scenes of like elizabeth for instance where she would be walking through the countryside and no one's with her all you're doing is watching her walk like we don't need as much of that to know that she enjoys walking yeah. there's also the on a maybe it was more towards like the middle of this And maybe it's because it was being produced weekly, but they would almost do like a sort of recap after the proposal. They kept you kept hearing Elizabeth's refusal and his what he said on both of them. Like, we don't we don't need that. Could you do a recap in the beginning? We don't need this to be because that was like a 20 minutes into the episode. It was that, just rehashing what had already happened. Like we
1: and it probably is because they, it was on television. Mm-hmm. It was a week at a time. And some people may have come in and missed an episode. It wasn't like now where we can stream it. Yeah. You know, and see the whole thing. I mean, it was mm-hmm. very different than if you missed an episode, you're like, what happened?
0: Yeah. And so I, I, I get why they didn't use a recap. It's just, it's, I feel like it just takes now that I can access it whenever I want. It just feels like it takes a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. Yep. But I think if you love the book, I don't think you can dislike this version. It's, I, I, I don't think it's possible. And I like part of me almost felt, when I was saying that this wasn't my favorite version, part of me almost felt like I was betraying Jane Austen a little bit because I love the book so much. And this one is so much the book that I was like, well, am I saying I don't like the No, but I can read. And when I'm reading the book, it's in my head, the emotions are expressed. And it's, it's poured out because I'm reading it in my voice. So when I need it, when it comes on screen, I don't want to read it from, I I don't want it to be like, I'm reading the screen. I want to actually see it play out. And so
1: there's a big difference in the medium of a book mm -hmm. or a film, you know, you, you, there's little shortcuts you have to take or or differences to tell what, like what the person's thinking. Yeah. You have to show it
0: instead of say it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think they did a lot of solitary things that didn't need to be in there. So other, other than that, I don't think I have any complaints about it. I do enjoy watching it. It takes a lot. It takes six hours to watch, but uh, I do enjoy it. I'll, I won't do this one as often as I do any as I do the other Pride and Prejudice, but once every couple of years, I'll watch this one. I'll sure. just get a hankering for it. And I do think that all the actors did play their parts.
1: I have to, I I, I just want to not forget to tell you something. Yeah. What did you notice the whippets in it?
0: No, but there was one scene where there were dogs. It was like, oh, Janice is gonna bring up the dogs. I need to ask what kind those were. Were they whippets?
1: Those were whippets, yeah. They were whippets. They were in a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. They were they were Darcy's one. dogs, right? Yeah, they were Darcy's dogs, which makes so I should like this version. I do mm-hmm. like those episodes <laughs> really a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. They were there were um probably three different scenes that the dogs were in. Mm-hmm. And I'll i wouldn't be surprised if if i knew who the dogs were that i would know who the breeders were but oh really the dogs are well yeah because there's so much inner from from i've been in whippets since 1986 okay and this was 95 you know yeah. so somebody and somebody's dogs in england were used they were they were. it was fun there's a bat they're in the background you know what mm-hmm. i mean
0: but i noticed them so i knew that you going yeah. not
1: notice them yeah, and the, they were running around, and I, I remember when I was watching it, that part again last night. I thought I got to remember to say <laughs> something about the, about the whippets. At first, I was like, "Are these greyhounds or whippets?" But they're whippets.
0: I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what kind they were, but I knew that you were going to know what kind of dog they were. Yep. Because I've seen yours here and there, but I I haven't seen yours a lot, so I don't. I can't really pick it up when I see them. I think I thought they were greyhounds.
1: Yeah, and they no, they were too small to be real mm-hmm. to be greyhounds. So is there anything else that you want to say about this version? No, I think we've pretty well covered it. I mean, without going through scene by scene. Mm -hmm. Which
0: (laughs) eight hours of a podcast, anyone?
1: (laughs) And this was Um, just a review, not a recap,
0: because we're assuming all of you have seen it by now. If you have not, go watch it. It's on Hulu. It's on Peacock. It's on Amazon Prime. You can rent it, buy it. I have it. I bought it a few years ago, so I have it on Prime. That's how I watch it. No commercials that way. Perfect. So that is available for you. Next week, we are bringing you, now we tried very hard and I think we were successful. Very hard not to compare the two versions in this episode. So next week, the reason why is because next week you're getting the comparison because I do think that we need to highlight them side by side to really understand why because this is a debate. If you don't realize that between these two versions is a debate in the Jane Austen community, you're living under a rock because this is a hot debate in this community. Okay, so on the 19th, We are bringing you our verses, okay? And then on the 26th, you are going to get our review of some holiday fanfiction from Sanditon. Now, you guys haven't sent us in yet anything for this. So I think I, Janice and I are just going to pick up some holiday ones that we can see for Sanditon, a fanfiction, and we're just going to agree on ones we want to review, and we're just going to review them. We'll take probably two or three because usually the holiday ones are short, and that'll be the last one that you get from us until January, Okay so we've got just three more for this season and then we'll be coming back after a month break to chat with you all again and then we'll see you real soon bye guys bye bye are you craving more tsc content head on over to our social media accounts you can find us on twitter instagram and our facebook group the sanditon chronicles sanditon family fan club also check out our website the of course we want to hear from you We want to know what you want to hear and what your thoughts are. Email us at the.sandersonchronicles at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tune in every week for new episodes.